Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arini and I am with Ashutosh Garg, the founder of The Guardian Pharmacy and Equation Coaching. Today we are talking about the infant mortality of startups. Now why why this topic? Every year billions of dollars are spent into startups by venture capitalists and this does not take into account the funds that is put by friends, family and the founders themselves. Yet surprisingly 90% of the startups fail. And a startup to a founder is like a baby to a mother. And when a startup fails, it is akin to mortality of an infant. So today we are going to delve deep into understanding why startups fail and how to prevent it. Hello sir. Hi Arani. Hi. Uh so you have written extensively about infant mortality of startups and uh, one of the first things that you say is the business idea. So how must one go about the business idea and ensure that it is not flawed? So you know Arani uh we spoke uh, earlier about how important it is to get a business plan and uh, even before you write your business plan you must have a business idea and uh, it is important for any entrepreneur to be able to say that this is what i would like to do uh, in my venture if i don't have a, an idea i can't do a business if i if i have an idea that is flawed and one uh, example i give a lot of times is that if you uh, want to you know is the old saying of you know if, if if you want to go and sell ice to eskimos uh, it is going to be a difficult task because there are some very very smart sales people who say we can go and sell ice to eskimos but you know on on a slightly more serious note uh, you do let's look at the example of gillette gillette as a blade company controls almost 90 to 90 93 to 94% of the world market now if my brilliant idea is to compete with gillette um i think it's flawed from the very first day more so in today's world when a majority of the young people like you are not even shaving but uh, gillette or any other company which is massive uh, you cannot take them head on because you don't have the resources right so therefore it is important for your business idea to have some teeth it should be based on some kind of market research mm-hmm. right um take an example of of milk you know forever in india we all said that the biggest milk company was amul and that nobody would ever be able to compete but people came in with fresh business ideas of being able to deliver better or being able to package better hmm. and suddenly amul is beginning to get disrupted a little bit right so your business idea has to be strong if you want your startup to be successful okay that makes sense but does that mean that uh, just because there is a big competition ahead of me i should not even uh, take the uh, courage to go after that at all not at all you must uh, have a business idea which uh, has nothing to do with how big your competitor is okay. 
it must be you know a business where you have the competence or you and your group of friends have the competence to be able to disrupt okay so okay. if uh, going back to my gillette example if you have the ability to do something which can compete with gillette in shaving products mm. or in men's grooming mm. by all means do it okay. but on a risk scale it's going to be really high you're going to probably be at a at an extreme right position assuming the rider is the most risky uh, as compared to some other idea that you may have where you can go and disrupt something different so you also mentioned that uh, you won't go after gillette even if you had a great idea uh, is because you just can't match the funds okay. so one of the major issues that i feel a startup might end up having is lack of funds so uh, how should i ensure that i don't run out of funds should i go for funding very early on or when should i go for funding and how should i uh, uh, save up so that i don't ever run out of funds funding is one in, one of the biggest challenges every entrepreneur faces most entrepreneurs are looking at bootstrapping their startups which means in the early stages uh, tightening your shoelaces and cutting down costs as much as possible um and yet we also know and recognize that if you are a startup you will burn cash till your uh, revenue model comes into play so it is important for us to understand how much money we need that goes without saying you cannot be in a situation where you say i have no idea what is going to cost i thought it's going to cost me 10 lakhs but i've ended up spending 1 and 1/2 crores right and uh, entrepreneurs make these mistakes so if you have some kind of an idea of the amount of money that you're going to be spending then it is highly unlikely that you will run out of money right even then it is important for you to make sure that you have planned for at least 12 months of uh, funds available and uh, if you don't have your own money you will probably ask friends and family if that source has run out then you'll go to angel investors mm-hmm. who will put in smaller sums of money and once your business plan is moving uh, you will reach out to private equity investors but the treadmill of continuously raising more and more money is something which you just have to keep doing as an entrepreneur so we need to be really smart about uh spending our money now that brings me to my third question uh, how do i manage my cash burn maybe uh, maybe if you if you can explain what cash burn is and then how you can advise us how we can be smart about the cash burn so cash burn means literally what the two words say um what how soon am i going to start burning my cash right and uh, it's not in a derogatory manner because you know every startup has to spend money right. you need people you need to be have the infrastructure you need to be able to market your product develop your product everything else that you have to do so you need to be able to spend um, cash and uh, someone has just evolved it into a term called cash burn but what is more important is for the entrepreneur is to make sure that the amount of money the organization is spending is under control you cannot afford to let your eye off the road 
uh, especially when uh, hard-earned money is flying out uh, to meet salaries and other costs and before uh, cash flows have really started. Mm. And I'll give you, you know, uh, examples of where money gets wasted. Um, very often I have seen, I used to do it and I've seen other entrepreneurs, at the end of the day they are going around shutting off the lights and the air conditioners because people haven't bothered to shut them off. Right. Or I've seen uh, people, uh, you know, in front of the photocopying machine uh, where hundreds and hundreds of pages of uh, photocopying has been done mm-hmm. and then thrown away. Right. And similarly, there is so much wastage that takes place. So it is important to make sure that you manage the amount of cash that you're going to burn by being conservative in your spends. That does not mean that you do not spend where it is essential. You must spend where it's essential, but don't waste money. So is it important to develop a culture of frugality in your startup? Um, The answer would be yes and no. You need to be frugal in every startup. But I think what is more important is to develop a culture of awareness. People must know how hard it is for the entrepreneur to find the money. And they must be aware how easy it is to spend the money. And if you and your team is aware of where the money is going, consciousness will come in automatically. I've seen so many companies where uh, the entrepreneur is careless. Because the entrepreneur is trying to curry favor with the new set of people yeah. they have brought in uh, at high salaries. Mm. And then they start talking of, oh, we can hire cars and go there and we can fly in business class and, you know, we can do this and we can do that. Uh, that's a culture that comes in to the organization. Yeah. And then to take back that culture mm. when there is tightening of uh, purse strings mm. becomes very difficult. Right. So it's better to be aware of cost control. Hmm. Uh, frugality, of course, everyone must be. Okay. Uh, another reason for mortality of startups is competition, where your competition sees you as a threat and com- and launches a war against you. And especially uh, when you are competing against somebody like Gillette, mm-hmm. uh, your chances of getting washed out is way too high. So, how do you manage competition in such cases? You know, when you are entering uh, an area where you've got very, very large players, Mm. you will uh, first be confronted with how do you position your product in a manner Mm. or your service in a manner that you are able to get identified as a competitor. Remember these, these major companies, if you decide to compete with one of the major companies um, will not even notice you till you start to irritate them. And what is the meaning of irritate? Till they start to see that, oh, part of my market share is beginning to get hurt. Now, it is at that time that you have to be sure that you have built enough sustenance in your organization to keep competing with the big guy. But if you go and, uh, you know, uh, to give you, um, to exaggerate, to make a point, if you decide to take on Hindustan levers hmm. and then say that I'm, you know, I'm a startup, but I'm going to sit in an office across the road from Hindustan lever hmm. and I'm going to thumb my nose every day and say, listen, I'm going to take you on on the, on the soap business or I'm going to take you on in the toothpaste business. Hmm. 
then you're waiting to be get into trouble right but uh, you know i think most startups are careful about which sector they're getting into uh-huh. and uh, how they're going to get uh, perceived and how will they build their team and their offering hmm. in a manner where the market accepts them rather than how soon they can start hurting competition i think okay. it's more important for us to as startups to be able to uh, to, to be able to really establish our product or service hmm. rather than say we have reached and become number 1 so it's finding your own niche correct absolutely so another very very important uh, point uh, when it comes to mortality of uh, startups is the management team very often we have seen that the management team is weak and it results in uh, you know death or mortality now how do i ensure that my man i build the right team and especially the management team is strong enough to steer the startup forward so you know when when we are looking at starting up we do know what our core competence is as a promoter right so you know if my core competence is marketing um it is always a good idea to bring in a co promoter and if in your if if in my case the uh, uh primary requirement is great technology mm. then i think i need to find a person who's very good in technology right now if these two uh, things are taken care of mm. the third thing that becomes important is to be able to find someone who can be a great chief financial officer right someone who can do all the other functions of the company right so once i as the promoter or me and my co-promoter know what are our core skills hmm. then we have to start building other skills around us right and it is those skills which have to be brought in from outside it is always advisable to get people who are and i'm going to use a use a cliche who are better than you because if they are better than you they will be able to deliver much much better results mm. than uh, they would if you you know uh, either get a suboptimal individual or you get someone who's not uh, up to the mark or who who uh, who's, who's a frustrated person or who hasn't delivered in the past mm. so therefore it is important to get a really really good motivate you know management team the promoter and co-promoter must figure out a way to be able to motivate them well mm-hmm. and motivate does not mean that you you know take them out for drinks and dinner and you uh, do parties and whatever else it's most people join organizations to work right so therefore right. you need to be able to create an environment right. where they are able to excel in whatever they want to do right. and they are able to uh, get results and satisfaction at whatever they are creating or working at okay. then if you got a good set of management people right and if they are all uh, pulling in the right direction mm-hmm. there is no reason why your startup won't be a huge success that that makes sense um so here i'm going to take a question from one of our viewers his name is yusuf and uh, i met him in uh, in the morning and he asked me a very uh, very very uh, important question 
So he's a young entrepreneur uh, based out of Singapore. He has uh, raised quite a few, uh, quite a decent amount of funds in his Series A. And uh, he now is hiring for areas that he's not competent in. One of them is a, is a data engineer. The other one is a customer, uh, customer experience uh, executive. Now he has no idea. And he says that when I go out for interviews, when I interview these people, and since I'm the final authority and he's all but 24, mm. like it's very, very easy to fool me. No matter how much I read up, I will, the chances of me getting fooled is very high. So in such a situation, uh, how do I ensure that I pick the right team or the right person for the team? So there are now lots of opportunities available right. for young 24-year-old Yusuf. Um, he could get him in Singapore, get himself a good coach right. um, and a coach you can select from a wide range of people available. And say, will you sit with me when I do my interviews? Yes. So, at every stage of an entrepreneur's life, Mm. you have the ability to get intervention so that whichever area you are not strong in, you bring in a resource. So, if you are looking to hire a a great IT person Mm. and I have, have no knowledge of IT, I would reach out to somebody I know who is a great IT resource right. and say, come and sit with me right. when I'm doing the interview. You judge whether this individual is really good in IT. I will judge whether this person would be a good fit in my organization. Right. So therefore, it is important for you not to second guess yourself and say, I can take a decision. Right. But because every hire hmm. is expensive, Correct. not just in the form of the cost of that hire, but the amount of time that hire will take to first join, then to be observed, and if not found suitable, to be asked to go. And that could lose a lot of precious time for your startup. Right. Yusuf, I think that answered your question. Uh, the Another, another uh, area where uh, startups struggle and often fail is scaling up. So while they're scaling up, they sometimes burn way too much cash. They have not done their uh, market research. They end up in a in an area where they hurt competition and then they, you know, uh, hit back at you. So how should a startup scale up and scale up sustainably? So scaling up is, is, a, is, a, is a question which seems to haunt every entrepreneur. I made the same mistakes, you know, of uh, building a strong pharmacy chain in North India and then suddenly thinking maybe I'll be able to do exactly the same in South India and uh, the, the distance was too great the costs were too high and therefore we are not we, we, we didn't succeed initially in South India the question I ask everybody is define what scaling up means to you so if you and I are sitting in Delhi which has a population, the national capital region of India has a population of 24 million people, Mm. which is as big as Australia. Mm. Um, Why can I not just say that I'm scaling up in the national capital region? And why must I be driven by the fact that I am present all over the country? Uh, If you've got a population of 24 million people, which the rest of the world would do anything to access, you have this population. Why would you want to go anywhere else? 
But once you have consolidated your presence in the national capital region, and then you say, now I want to draw a concentric circle around my market mm-hmm. and go to, say, uh, the state of Uttar Pradesh. Right. I think scaling, has, scaling up has to be done sensibly. It has to be done taking into account all the earlier points we have discussed. Hmm. Because every time you go into a new territory, it's like creating a new entity. Hmm. You'll have cash burn. Right. You'll have issues of uh, people. Right. You'll have issues of who your competition is. Right. And all the other factors that we have spoken about. Hmm. So therefore, scale up carefully, sensibly. And don't be driven by this need to say that I must be seen everywhere. Because the faster you want to be able to be seen everywhere could also be the primary reason why you disappear from everyone's view. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and and with this, we cover most of the major uh, reasons that uh, startups fail. Uh, but I will ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. You are a coach and you coach quite a lot of mentees. Uh, I want to ask you the role of a mentor or a coach in an entrepreneur's life and uh, and how they can safeguard them against mortality. So, you know, Arani, a coach uh, is is actually how you understand it, say, in sports. It's coming, it's relatively new in, in our part of the world, but it's very old and established in, uh, Western, in the Western part of uh, the world. You as an entrepreneur is wanting, uh, is always looking for some individual who you can brainstorm with. Right. That is where you can do the brainstorming with your coach. This has to be done in an environment of 100% trust. Right. Because if I'm going to coach you and you're going to come and open your heart out to me about uh, some issue that you're facing, I would be very remiss if I go outside and say, hey, you know, Arani is facing this problem, right? That breaches trust and confidentiality. So the whole objective of coaching is to be able to bring experience of somebody uh, to the needs of an entrepreneur and use that relationship to be able to get all the experience and all the knowledge of the coach passed on in a seamless manner, uh, in an environment of trust and confidentiality to uh, the coach or the mentee. Right. Thank you. I think we must get a coach. I think every entrepreneur must have somebody they can talk to and brainstorm. I really feel this way. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Uh, Hopefully you have learned a lot from this. And if you have any question, please drop them in the comment section and we will be happy to take them in our next episode. Thank you and keep watching The Brand Called You. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.